Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes post-game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. What a night, what a game. And Sean, I decided to join us on camera today. Why not? Fantastic. He's keeping my seat warm for me. I tell you what, can, can we play the Avalanche every night? Literally, who had the Coyotes going two one and one against the Abs in the season series? Talk about a, a wheel of a wheel, wheel of, fantasy. of fantasy. I think that might be one. Coyotes, Coyotes win the season series against the Abs, and Sean joins the show. <laughs> yeah, that's agree. definitely a wheel. Did we win the fights too? Uh, or did they draw? I don't know. I think Chick won the won the fight with Landis Scott. I mean, Mayo doesn't really fight ever. So yeah, they it, they both had each other on the ground. At yeah, some point in that fight. Yeah, but seriously, what a freaking game. Won the season series against the Avs, are undefeated in March, technically, and uh, just beat the top team in the NHL. So I know it's not great for the tank, but um, for our moral victories, what? Great when you just great for the tank. Did Montreal win? Montreal won 5-4 in overtime. Let's go. <laughs> Let's but go. Every time this happens against the Avalanche, you go, okay, well, after the first game, you go, oh, we took them to a shootout. The next game, Colorado's going to roll them. Well, then the second game, not only go to a shootout, you win. And you go, okay, well, the third time, Colorado's, they're going to be ready, and Colorado's going to smoke them tonight. And they do it again. Like, I am stunned at, at the outcome of this and a team, the Colorado team is on fire right now, but don't look now, but so are those pesky yotes because there were moments where Vimelka was outstanding today, clearly. But if you go through after this, the, the halfway through the second period, I think what would we say the shots were 28, 14 or something ridiculous like 24, 11, like somewhere midway through the second at 24, 11. And then the light switch turned and you go, Oh my goodness, the Coyotes woke up and then they, they started skating. They started getting offensive chances. And honestly, from that point on, I think the Coyotes outshot them. And it was a very even hockey game from that point on earlier. Even the first period though, the only real chances Colorado had two or three really good chances off of turnovers. The, the Coyote mistakes that that looked like really good chances for Colorado. I, I don't know. I, I again, did they look like they were a dominating team in the league against this Coyote team tonight? And I think maybe at moments, but overall, I thought the Coyotes looked yeah. really good tonight. 
Well, it's funny because I so I did the DNBR Avalanche watch along during the second period. So I got to watch the game alongside um, Rudo and AJ and kind of get their take. And we were talking about that second period, which is when the Avs were dominant in the first half of the period. And they were saying they pretty much did everything you can ask for. They had breakaway. They had power play chances. The shot that went in went in from the point. Like everything that you would want the Avalanche to do happened in that period, except for scoring more than one goal. And then you still walk away from that period tied 1-1. So... And, and I told them the stat about how the Coyotes don't win when they outshoot their opponents. So basically, it was like a perfect period for the perfect Coyotes, storm um, for if the you Coyotes. want to look at it that way. But and, and, and right away, Leah, right from the opening draw of the game tonight, I, right off the draw, Kraus jumps the pass, and Kraus and Fisher are all over the Colorado net. And you go, oh my goodness, this feels a little different tonight. Um, we've said it all season. When the Coyotes are skating, they can play with anybody. They just don't put a 60-minute game together. They're usually not consistent throughout. Same thing applied tonight, only during those moments when they kind of fell back or struggled a little bit or turned the puck over too much, Vimelka came up huge again. Yep. Well, let's start with tonight um, by the numbers, kind of get a sense. Once again, the Coyotes goalies perform really well when they get a ton of shots, and that happened again tonight, 43 shots by the Avs, 29 by the Coyotes, not bad for them. And I didn't do math well there. 48-53, that's 40, not 100. It's 101 face-offs. <laughs> Whatever, it's so technicality. <laughs> but, There's a um, lot of extra you know, Well, for the record, man. that is what it says on NHL.com. It does, I think I just... NHL.com has 48% to 50 So yeah, blame NHL.com, not me. But yeah, 43 shots by the abs and you really felt it in that second but other than that there i yes the abs had more offensive zone time but i don't know yeah it, it's it's, know. it's 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 the the same recipe over and over and over again for this coyotes team skate really well get a couple scoring chances then disappear for stretches of five six minutes let your goalie stand on his head keep you in it and then play well in the third period i mean that that goal by schmaltz driving the outside lane that ends up being the winning goal. First hell of a pass by Keller to, to find Schmaltz. And Schmaltz, when he skates, he's elite. He just doesn't do it consistently enough. I mean, he's now we're getting the points, and now we're starting to show it. So now we're getting a little bit more of a, of a history of Schmaltz putting up these kind of numbers. So he needs to keep that going. When they do, when Keller and Schmaltz play like that, that line has been unbelievable this season. And, and, and let's hope Boyd is there um, after the trade deadline. I just don't know if he's going to make it. Yeah. Um, well, King Louis, PD. I don't know. I know, I know he it's could a little be late. on pace. He could be on pace. You know what? I tell you what. He's going to be strong this last, last 30. He's got a long way to go. But that's a hell of a goal. It was a, Again, it's a nice pass. You, you got a nice net front by um, Fisher, a nice pass by Roussel. And that's a hell of a goal. You watch that. I, I still don't know how it went into the, like, like knuckle puck or like it, it must curve because he doesn't look like he has an angle on that. It was amazing. So he's almost there. But he just needs another 20 and he'll be right where I thought he'd be <laughs> at the end of the season. Just, so just need yeah. to pick it up a little bit. It, it'll happen. Um, people are saying that the special teams are wrong on that graphic too. Listen, whoever's working NHL.com yeah. tonight, that is on them. <laughs> Because we're doing a thousand things, creating our post game graphics. Yeah, they were 0 for end. 2 on the power play, and the Coyotes are 0 for 1. Is that what you're saying? There it is. Have? You know, <laughs> pretty much, but hey, even. <laughs> Call yeah. it even. So, yeah. whatever. They updated them la later. So now they're, they're back to updated. So that's good. 
Okay, well, that's good. But yeah, Nicholas said, imagine putting a bedard between this version of Keller and Schmaltz in a few years. That's a wheel of fantasy. Yeah, but again, that's that's exactly what this whole rebuild is about. It's finding that number one center that can play with guys like Schmaltz and Keller. I mean, if they can do that and keep pieces like Kraus and Chikrin, then three and four years from now, they're the veteran guys that are 29 years old now that have experience in the league. And then you're surrounding them with these young talented Dylan Gunther's another name. Matthias Michelli's another name. Like these young guys, I mean, there's a long, long, long way to go. And there's a lot of things that have to happen right. And I mean that Shane right. But a lot of things have to happen right <laughs> for this to be a successful rebuild. But for right now, today, March 2022, they're doing things right, and there is hope at the end of this tunnel. And how about Chikorin, too, having an assist on the Schmaltz goal? He's now on a three-game point streak. We've talked about you know, his struggles this season and how he's kind of started to step back into the offensive production role that we were familiar seeing from him. So once again, Chikorin back on the score sheet tonight. And playing heavy minutes. He's out all the time. He's out at the end when the when they're they're making a push with the goalie pulled fighting Landeskog in a fight. Yeah, it's it's great to see those things from Chikrin, and he's a guy that could be a leader here down the road. Um, it, there's so many good things, and I'm sure. Well, we'll talk about him in a minute. We'll get to him, the, the young kid. Um, but but you look at again, Chikrin, Keller, Schmaltz. The guys they need to play well played well, but then the guys that grinded out, you know, Kraus, who had to give up his spot to Matias Michelli today and played down on the fourth line, uh, worked hard. They were on the forecheck. They got pucks to the net. I thought that line looked good. This is a good win for this team. I I, I know the goalie, goalie played well, and he came up with some huge saves, a couple odd man rushes, breakaway. Like, he played great, but the team played good enough to win. And we said, I remember, Leah, we could rewind this back to the the fall. What did we say this team was going to have to do? What kind of wins? They're going to have to win two to one, one nothing. This is exactly how this team is going to have to win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we talked about veggie and facing all of the shots. So as a result, we crowned Karel Vimelka, the DraftKings king of the game, uh, 32 was it 32 where am i getting my stats what know. is happening it's what is what that, are that the, was stats? the wrong the game nfl or nhl <laughs> nhl the nhl website is tripping like they their numbers are all over the place okay however many saves krell Wamoka yeah, had it was he had 42 a lot. he had 42 Okay, 42 saves, point, and the save percentage is the point. save percentage is okay, point nine. it's fine. So. Don't mind us, you guys. It's been Focus a long on day. the crown placement, yes, not the numbers. That is a great crown placement, Sean, <laughs> I will you. say. And by um, the time 40... people listen in their cars tomorrow, they won't know that our graphics were all wrong. So <laughs> exactly. We need to call okay, NHL.com. <laughs> we got we to have a, a, spot, uh, a talking to with them. Yeah, but anyway, Curl of Amelka. Um, and, and, you know, Wedgie's been in net for a while and Veggie had his time to step back in and he did a great job, I think, stepping back in and performing the way that the team and the coaching staff wanted him to perform. And it's amazing. Like, you're right. Like, think how many Wedgie played then. So Wedgie sat out five that Vimelka played. Then Wedgie jumps in for four or five. And you think, well, Vimelka, he hasn't played for weeks. He's going to be rusty. No, he comes out and plays like this. I got to give it to him. I mean, the head coach, Andre Turnier, Who's winning the goalie lottery out of the Coyotes locker room right now? They're playing. They're both playing well. And I know we're going to ask Craig about contract situations for both of them when Craig comes on today, because this tandem, I, I don't know if there is a one. 
is it 1A, 1B? It's who's ever up. It's whoever's on one. at the time. Yeah, they're, they're the one. And that's something Adrian and Ruto were asking me about too. And we're going to talk, like you just said, we'll talk to Craig more about his notebook when he gets here. But they're, signing Wedgwood again isn't off the table, first of all. So Wedgwood could be back. And Veggie's a RFA and they're starting preliminary talks with him. So we might see Wedgie and Veggie back next year. And I, I think that's think, a good tandem. I think it's a good tandem given the Coyote situation, what they're going through right now. You know, you don't need uh, Andre Vasilevsky right now. Get these wins, like these 40-plus save wins that Wedgie and Veggie have both per- pulled off this season. And, you know, keep it interesting instead of those games at the beginning of the season with, you know, no offense to Carter Hutton, but those like seven and eight goal onslaughts at least – the, the goalies can keep it close and keep it competitive when they need to. And it's not, you know, they're not going to be winning the Vesna anytime soon. Although feel free to prove me wrong, um, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I think it's a good tandem going forward for next well, year. You talked about the numbers for Wedgwood, um, you know, being tied with Igor Shesterk and there for a spell. I know Wedge's last start that, that those numbers changed uh, a little bit, but this last 20 game stretch, these goaltenders numbers have been much better than they were the first 20. And because they were so skewed that first 20, it's going to be impossible to get these numbers back into, into where they fall in line, you know? So you'll, it's almost a tale of two, two seasons, but you're right. These two guys who's ever going can, can be the hot guy. And they've, they've shown it like, this is another plus 40 plus save night for Vimalka and a win. I, I don't know how many times we've said that. Plus 40 save wins. I, I, he's got to have at least four, maybe five of those already. I know he had seven wins coming in, and I'd like to go with, we'll have to go back and check him. But of those seven wins, I'm sure a majority of them are over 40 saves. I mean, he deserved to be the king again. But I don't know, other than a few lulls or moments where they really struggled and turned the puck over. And I thought they defended better and defended the rush better. I really did. You know, you look at the score sheet and you go, okay, they, they gave up 43 shots, but I thought it was a better team effort. It didn't feel like, oh my God, they gave up 43 shots. That was a onslaught. I can't believe they pulled off a two, one win. Exactly. That was and maybe exactly for like 10 minutes in the second. It felt like that, but Speaking other than that, that but, Leah, you've talked about the DNVR show. How, how was the DNVR crossover? With Leah Merrill today. What? Who are you how talking? Was the crossover. Who are you asking? The, the, you. How was the crossover <laughs> well, with the DNVR? Like, how did it go? Like, how was you said with Leah Merrill, so it was just weird to like say that to me directly. Well, that was the title of the show, the crossover with Leah Merrill. Like, how okay. did it go? Sure. It went <laughs> were, they, well. were they both at home? Um, no. So Rudo was at the bar, and AJ is in Winnipeg for two months. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So we were all They've, in different locations. Yeah, I, I tell you, it's good luck though. When because uh, I did the last one when they won, now you've done this one when the Coyotes so, won. Someone in their chat said, "Like you need to stop doing this with PH and X <laughs> cursing us." <laughs> but exactly. uh, I know, but luckily for them, at least it's the last time these two teams will be playing this season, and I don't think we'll. Hopefully, we won't curse them going forward. But I just don't get it, and this is what we we say that sometimes a team struggles against another team, and. To think that the Coyotes the win the Coyotes generally series. struggle against the Avalanche. Uh, buddy, buddy. I've been buddy. How about, I've been in the 7-1 room. I've been how there. about this that Sean Point, or we were talking about right after the game. Colorado has 11 losses this season. 
two of them against the Coyotes. That's unbelievable, isn't it? 11 yeah. losses. The Coyotes have 15 wins. Yeah, the fact that two, of their, the yeah, fact that two of their wins. Yeah, what's crazier? I think the fact that the Coyotes getting two wins on the, over the Avalanche is crazier. Two than. of 15 against the Avalanche or two of 11 against the Coyotes, which is like the the more unexpected stats. I'm going with the Coyotes beating the Avalanche twice. I mean, I guess yeah. they're kind of the same stats. I know it's so kind like, of the same, but like if it depends on what angle. What yeah, I'm just I'm more shocked that because like it's – the NHL, you can lose to anybody, but the fact that the that the, the Yotes have beaten the Avs twice and took them to shootout once, um, that yeah, is that's true. Because what only one loss was that blowout, and that was yeah. the game They've that I was out of town in, that you hosted yeah. that one. <laughs> points in three or four games. That's unreal against the Avs. And, and you, perfect. we talk about that. How many wins is that now, Sean? That's fifteen. Fifteen wins. Wow. And I'm a, I remember saying the over under was going to be eighteen. We talked about that number for weeks at the beginning of the season. Oh boy, they got 28 to go. I, I feel pretty good that they're going to get three more wins in the next 28 the way they're playing right now. Yep. Well, we'll have to keep tabs on that one. Um, another line from tonight, um, it was Antoine Roussel's 600th NHL career game tonight. Wow. And he assisted on the Erickson goal. So it's on the score sheet. Point in his 600th career game, which is... The game winner. Nice. Awesome. Um, so that was... That was exciting. Any any other like minor notes from this game? We're not done talking about the game, but I just I know, want, we want to, to make talk sure about I'm not guy. missing anything major. No, I, I don't think we're missing any major. I, I think there's one more guy we want to talk about, though. We will. We will in a second. But I just wanted to make sure that we got everything else out of the way. Um, but before we do that, if you put money on the Coyotes money line, and that was another thing we talked about. If you just sprinkle Coyote, Coyotes money line, just like $2.00 like you'll hit sometimes you know eventually they're, they're always plus money <laughs> yeah, they were plus 290 today. yeah plus 290 today you could have made some good money um betting on the coyotes and i think what were the abs like minus 380 or something so, insane yeah, right. anyway so hopefully no one bet the abs money line today um and if you want to bet on hockey or anything else you can do so at the DraftKings sportsbook app and this week at DraftKings ufc 272 i know nothing about this I'm a big UFC guy. Sean is a big UFC guy, and they're doing a UFC preview show for on the PHX Daily Bet show tomorrow. Shane and Sean on that one tomorrow at noon on the YouTube channel. Check that out. Covington and Masvidal? Covington and Masvidal. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it was pretty close. It's not, it, was a good, it was a good effort. Okay. Who do you have? Um, I have Colby Covington in that fight. I okay. dislike both of them, but I think Covington's going to win. Okay. Well, you can make money on that fight. Literally, no matter what, all you have to do is bet $1 on the main event. You get $100 in free bets. Literally, no matter what, that's for new customers who sign up using the promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings. If there's a first-round knockout, you get paid. A majority draw, you get paid. A double knockout resulting in a no-contest ruling, you get paid. Literally, no matter what happens, UFC 272 this weekend, you get paid. So be sure to take up that offer, $1 on UFC 272 main event. Get $100 in free bets no matter what happens when you sign up using the promo code PHNX this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. That's 21 and over. Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. A minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for more details. All right. So, Matias Michelli who we literally just spoke to not even a, a full week ago. We interviewed him on the show when we were in Tucson. 
um, after the Roadrunners Ontario game. He was recalled Monday. So we saw we interviewed him Saturday. He played he had points Saturday and Sunday against Ontario. On Monday, he was recalled by the Roadrunners. And at the time of his recall, he led the AHL rookies in assists and points. Um, and he is the eighth player to make the his NHL debut with the Coyotes this season, which is staggering. <laughs> and it's not the last one. There's more. Yeah. I would guess. <laughs> with, with the trade deadline coming and the expanded rosters, I wouldn't be surprised if we see um, one or two more. And I think we have, there is a tweet that Craig tweeted um, with the list of the eight Coyotes so far. So we have Vimelka, Mayo, Deneen, McCartney, Mosier, Harcone, Kolyachanik, and Michelli. The franchise record for a season is nine. I think they've surpassed that this year. Yeah, I, I, there's 28 games to go. We'd have to go back, though, and, and check this. We're not going to do it now, but how many of the guys that are potentially could get called up now that have not played a game yet in the NHL so that, that there might not be that many that are left. If they, if they don't pass it, I, they tie it would be my yeah. guess. I don't know. Well, and let's talk about Michelli. So we saw him last week when we went down the I-10. High skill, high speed, gets to the net, makes things happen offensively, whether he's a playmaker and makes a great pass or whether he's putting pucks in the net and scoring goals. He is a very, very high-end offensive player. Clearly by the stats, what they talk about the American League. Tonight, I think he gets through tonight, and the key to, to tonight's game for him is he gets through without causing any trouble. <laughs> and you're, you're out there against one of the best teams in the league, and he had some minutes against some of the, you know, against the top line. I thought he skated really well. I thought he defended well. I thought he went to the right areas of the ice. I thought he played a good, solid two-way game. I don't know if his confidence is there yet to take chances and to try to do the things he was doing in the American League. I think it was just get through today. See the speed. See what it's like. He got to the net a couple times, um, and, and you really saw his speed with his feet moving. This is clearly not the best of Matias Michelli in the National Hockey League. This was just an opportunity to get his feet wet. And I'll give an example. I was there the the day that Clayton Keller played his first game in the National Hockey League in St. Louis. And no kidding, the coaches afterwards were saying, my goodness, did you see him dump that puck from the red line? What a great dump. And that was the best play that Keller made that entire <laughs> game, was dumping the puck in behind the goaltender. That was his best play. And again, it just shows you you just got to get through it. And I, I think he did an exceptional job. He fit in. He looked like he belonged. He will only get better from here now that he's got this one behind him. Yeah, I'm sure he probably couldn't sleep much last night due to excitement. He had his solo lap um, for warm-ups, which is a rookie trad or a player's first NHL game tradition. So um, we, we actually made a graphic, too, about Michelli. We are hoping he would have, like... A bajillion points tonight, but that's okay. Um, but you can see what he's done in the AHL so far. So far, in 42 games played, 14 goals, um, 41 assists, 55 points, two-time rookie of the month tonight. 14:45 time on ice, which is respectable. Like you said, you kind of just need to get the first one under your belt. Um, I'm sure you know maybe he's holding his stick a little bit tighter, possibly. Sure. Well, he's playing against the Ontario Rain last weekend. Today, he's playing against the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, right. It's not National like starting against Seattle. Or like. Yeah, like it, I think he. he I mean, know his stat line is 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 clear right now. There's no shots, no no you know zeros all the way across. But it's the best team in the league. 
So good. I, I think it's a great first performance. And when we're talking about young young kids, another great game by J.J. Mosier. The yep. guys that are coming up. And Dyson Mayo, we don't even talk about as a young kid anymore. Like he's he's a veteran NHLer now with a three-year contract under his belt. These guys that came from Tucson are making big contributions to this team, and it's only going to get more so and grow more over these next 28 games. Absolutely. Um, Mosier also had an assist on the Erickson goal. So love to see that. Um, that was the Coyotes' last matchup with the Avs. So we're going from the Avs tonight to Ottawa Saturday. Um, Ottawa lost tonight to Florida. Not having a great season. They were kind of in the tank conversation. I don't think they'll be too much of a threat to the Coyotes' tank chances. Um, three, six, and one, their last 10. They're nine, 13, and three on the road. What do you see? This is another matinee. What do you see from Ottawa? Saturday? Well, the Ottawa is a team that, you know, it's, it's their rebuild is probably a year ahead of the Coyotes, maybe two. So they have a lot of young speed and talent led by Brady Kachuk. I mean, this is a team that's, it's fast, it's young, and they can generate offense. They can also have problems in their defensive zone. This is one of those games that would not surprise me if we see something as maybe on the over side on this one. Okay. Um, because I think there's teams that are going to take a lot of chances both ways. I think they're fast. I think they're going to take offensive chances, which causes holes in behind you defensively. So don't be surprised if you see this one, you know, 5-3, five, 5-4, five, that kind of game uh, on the matinee. Okay. I just need to get to some of these comments. Oh, no. I want to start with who is the guy on the left with the tall socks and the small shins? This is yeah. Sean. What's with my shins? Normally yeah. Sean's behind the Mac, but we let him sit up front today. Yeah. Let yeah. allowed him. Allowed. Okay. <laughs> you said that like it's different from I mean, let. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um, then Caleb said, has PD said anything negative yet? I think you've been very positive. I've been very positive today. I've been very positive. And, and they deserved it. I, I mean, what? what I don't know. They, they've taken the, the the top team in the National Hockey League two wins on this season and win the the season series. I, I have nothing to say. Nothing. Yep. Um, we nothing just got negative. the elevator text from Craig, by the way. So. So he can is... bail us out. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, question from B's PD: What do you think of our blue line and forecheck this evening? That reminds me, actually, forecheck. If you have not checked this out yet. PD's Puck Talk is officially a series on YouTube, and the first episode came out yesterday. PD's Puck Talk on PHNX Sports YouTube channel, where PD, Professor PD, if you will, breaks down what a forecheck is. So if you've not watched that, I recommend going to check that out because it was very, very educational and informational. It but was a thing. It's a it, thing it, now. It was PD's a thing. It's officially a thing. It, it That's really hard is. To do. I mean, doing this, what we do here, and we talk about a game and it's whatever, this is kind of easy. That's hard to put the camera on and go, okay, talk. That's hard. Yeah, Sean does that literally like every, every day. day. And if you haven't seen that on, on the sports the report, daily sports every day, report, yeah. The daily sports report on our YouTube channel and all, all over our socials, Sean does an unbelievable job. Of that. That's hard to do. Thank you, Petey. Yes, yeah. you're very good at that, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> but to get if you're not watching to... it, please do watch it because you get the update of the Arizona sports in under two minutes. Yep, which is how we all like to consume information these days exactly. in under two minutes. Exactly. Um, so to that question, 
the, the four check, the four check think, and, the, and the blue line, which you already have said that you felt like the Coyotes defended better. Yeah, I so. thought they did defend better. And unfortunately, the only time I usually harp on the way they defend in front of their net and the odd man rushes against. OK, there were odd man rushes against clearly against this team. It's quick. It's a fast team. Their problems came in on turnovers between the blue lines. That's how they gave those up. So that's something they can clean up defensively around their net. I thought they were actually really good against a strong team that gets to the net hard. I thought they defended the net front very well. The four check. Yeah. I think there were moments and it goes right back to that opening for the opening face up where they got the puck in deep Kraus, Fisher heavy on the puck and they get pucked to the net. That's how you four check. You get the first guy heavy on the puck, create a turnover and regain possession of the puck. And I thought the Coyotes did a very nice job today. And I, I know, Caleb, I can't believe this. I'm saying so many nice things about this Coyote team today. I'm being way too positive. Um, and look at Shane. Oh, he's, no, but someone just said, I call for a shin off Sean versus Feeney. <laughs> yeah. So first you guys have to race and then we have to compare your this, shin. This is our, this is our like combine Olympics. Whatever. Yeah, the combine. I like it. Shin modeling. One, I don't have to 40 yard dash. All right. Just to well, sit down for before we get too sidetracked, um, Craig is here. So ro- roll the tape. Craig. I'm going to hide behind one side of the door one of these times in the elevator so you guys can't see me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how about you riding the elevator with Howler today for the first time ever? Yeah, that was weird. I was trying not to be a fanboy. I talked to him. I'll admit that. But uh, (laughs) I I didn't take a selfie. I didn't take a selfie. That's kind of a big deal, Craig. It was kind of a big deal. You hang around these NHL players, but not so much the mascots. Kind of gave me the cold shoulder, to be honest, for the most part. Really didn't want to acknowledge me, so... I don't know. I, I, I feel like I've been fair to Howler, so I don't get it. But, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, Craig, who saw? We talked about this a little already, but who saw the Coyotes going two one and one against the Avs this season, winning the season series, having two of their fifteen wins against Colorado? Colorado has two of their eleven losses against the Coyotes. I mean, did you see this coming? Because we didn't. Nope. Five <laughs> points against the Avs ain't helping the tank, guys. But well, Montreal no. won tonight. What in Calgary? So it's just a weird night in the NHL. And Seattle won yesterday. So let's just call it a push. Yeah, we'll yeah. take we'll take it. Um, what was the who did you talk to tonight? And what was the sentiment? Oh, you better do the super loquacious. chat first. Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh well, it's a question which I see your super chat, Sammy. Thank you. We will get back to it. So we'll just start this one and come back to it, Sammy. Thank we, you for your super chat. We we talked to the always loquacious Karel Vemelka you know, who gave about, you know, seven word answers to everything we asked. He's so low key. He's just, he just sort of sits back in his chair. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I don't know. Well, maybe I feel that's like what I'm, you want from your goalie. Like I, I feel like, calm. He's, yeah, I feel like he's going to just show up to the podium with a bong someday. He just seems so laid back. <laughs> wow. That's a little more chill than I even. He's definitely I, chill. And Andre was saying that about him afterwards. He's like, you don't know if Carell's having a good day or a bad day. He's happy or sad. You really can't tell because there's just no difference in his personality ever. <laughs> but he was clearly the story tonight with 42 saves. He's had, man, I, I know he's had a little bit of inconsistency in his game, and you would expect that from a guy in his first season in the NHL. But when this guy's on, he sure turns in unbelievable performances. He's had so many 35-plus save performances this year. He's had a lot of spectacular games for them. 
Hey, we need to have that stat for the, the matinee game against Ottawa. How many of his wins he has more than 35 saves? He's got eight wins now on the season. Yeah. I, we'll, we'll get that stat for our, for our next show. But, Craig, this is the moment in the show where we go, who the hell plays the next game? Oh, you got to go with him now, right? I, I, I think so. I think he's, it's a veggie day. Yeah, He's been riding the hot hand. I think you I just think ride the, the goalies that are doing well. Yeah. I yeah, think it's not like there's only what 28 games left. It's not like you have to rest anyone for the playoffs. Um, so might as well. And only 12 in this building, but who's counting? 12 wow. left to Gila River. That's it. That's wow. right, buddy. That's, that's 12, 40 that's or is that 1200 like, more miles for my car? Like, what? <laughs> 12 more games in that barn. Wow. That's I'm gonna get unreal. a ticker going here. That was a side, by the way. I'm gonna start stealing stuff every time I leave this place now. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't admit it. <laughs> You know, I was gonna. I was just about to say, join the club. You know, when they tell you to go pee, to go pack your boxes. Let's see a few extra things made it in there, maybe. <laughs> oh my uh, God! Well, Craig, you you just mentioned Vamelka, and in your notebook today, you covered a bunch of things. One of those things being the RFA's on this team, and if conversations have started, and you reported that preliminary conversations have started with the RFA's, including Vamelka. So, and yeah. and twofold. They they're considering bringing Wedgwood back next year. Yeah, Bill Armstrong said that that they are they are definitely open to that possibility. They like the way he's played. If you look at his career numbers, you know, other than that, I don't know. You can't even call it a rookie season with New Jersey when he played like four games. But he's got the best numbers of his career here. Um, and and look, they're they're not numbers where you look look at him and say, oh my God, he's among the best in the NHL. But consider the situation, the team he's playing behind, a nine ten save percentage and a goal saved above average. That is. That is in the plus category. That that's quite a statement for the way Scott Wedgwood has played this season. So you know, with, with when you look at the situation they're in right now with these two goalies and the fact that Ivan Prozvatov just isn't ready yet, he's not there in his development. What do you do? It, it it makes sense to just come back with these two guys. You don't have a prospect that you want to put in at this point. And and Scott Wedgwood wants to be here. He likes being a Coyote. He just wants to settle in somewhere for a little while. So I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think the, the team believes in both of them right now, too. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes a long way for a tandem that you can get pretty inexpensive. Let, let's face it, they're not going to demand, you know, those large contracts right now, no matter how well they're playing. So it's going to be economical to have the two of them. They get along with each other. So it's not like it's a, it's a problem in the locker room where they have an adversarial relationship. Um, each guy can pull the weight. I think it's a really good tandem for what they're trying to do right now. For the rebuild, I really believe in these two. I think it's the right plan for now. When you're getting ready to three, four, five years from now, when you're ready to start planning a parade, I'm not sure these will be the guys. Or by then, they'll have four years of experience, and maybe they are the guys. We've talked about that parade route already, haven't we? <laughs> now, do we have to go by your house in Gilbert? Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm Just because you don't want to drive? It's going to happen. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, I know they don't know who Doug Cannon is, uh, runs their <laughs> broadcasting, but he's complaining about how the uh, community is going to have to do it. I'm like, Doug, how long have you benefited from this? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, it's in his backyard for the past two decades. Give me a break. Come on. I wonder if me, throw me a bone here. I wonder if Lee is going to have to move before the parade for the Stanley Cup because they, they routinely block her street off. <laughs> for street racing so for the parade it actually will be no big deal It'll be no maybe i'll be in the parade riding on the street racers like you cars. might be 
Like the little you Shriners and the mini cars. You could have your Tokyo Drift cars. I like yeah, it. that could be like the PHNX float, but it's just the street racers. Leah's going to be on the float with Katie Hobbs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, there's just like so many comments about calves and shins so i'm just gonna ignore that but this comment made me laugh craig's gonna walk out with a new press road tra- chair and deprive some poor bull riding media person <laughs> <see it. laughs> how many bull riding oh. media show up to those oh my god I, I i couldn't even tell you I, I wouldn't even begin to know where to start to even find professional bull riding media so Fine. good luck to go good luck to glendale can we get a can we get media passes to that, Craig? Can you I'll bet up? we could, Petey. Okay. I bet they would be dying for coverage. Okay. <laughs> oh my we'll gosh. Go well, first one. well, Craig, another person you t- uh, went into depth in your notebook and we just spent quite a bit of time talking about was Matias Michelli. Um wasn't really on the stat sheet tonight in terms of numbers, but what did you think of his game tonight? Well, what I saw was what Andre talked about as well. You know, when when a when a guy comes up in that situation, you it's almost like you, you don't want to make any mistakes, right? You just want to be careful, play a simple game. I liked his game away from the puck. I thought he played a smart game away from the puck. He didn't hurt them in the lineup. I would like to see at some point Matias, you know, start to use some of that skill and start to show some of the things that he did down in Tucson. But for his debut, this is kind of what I expected from him. And, and like I said, he didn't hurt him in any way. I thought he played a smart game. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think when you when when you see him on Saturday against an Ottawa team that that clearly isn't have the firepower of the Colorado Avalanche, and honestly, more in his age range, I would expect <laughs> him to have. Um, I'll I'll say it here first because no one's going to hold me to it. I say Michelli gets on the score sheet if he's in the lineup. Michelli gets on the score sheet right. on Saturday. Petey's predictions. Petey's predictions. Yeah, Petey already said bet the over Saturday, bet, bet that. So is, this is pretty much just the daily bets version for Petey to give you his picks for Saturday. Petey said no one's going to hold him to it. I will clip all of this together. <laughs> yeah, this, this is this on YouTube yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. When does no, the PHNX Sports Pro Bull Riding podcast <laughs> Seriously. Why don't we start in that beat? Who's going to be yeah. on that beat? <laughs> I'll, 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 I volunteer as the bull riding. Yeah, Sean, you do everything before. anyway. Might as well do that one too. <laughs> yeah, right. What's one more? I've been what? on a mechanical bull before. I'm sure it's not too different. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, well, uh, well, visual. Can't get the visual out of my head now. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Craig, another thing. <laughs> I, I just I need to block this out. Just <laughs> enough. Um, but Craig, you yeah. had the chance tonight to talk to someone for a very, very long time. And we're not going to give too much away, but what can you tell us about your conversation tonight? Yeah, I sat down with Javier Gutierrez before the game, the team president and CEO, and we touched on a lot of topics, uh, ticketing, seating. Uh, boy, we were all over the map. Uh, that meeting that has drawn a lot of interest nationally, um, boy, I have a lot coming in a Q&A with Javier Gutierrez tomorrow. All I can say is it's just going to take me a long time to type it up because I sat with him for about 50, 55 minutes. And that's well, coming tomorrow, Craig? Yeah, PD, I'm going to get to it uh, sometime in the morning. I, I hope to have it up by, by lunchtime <laughs> or before I go to practice, I guess. That's yeah. going to be really interesting. And I know there's probably a lot of questions that will be answered there that Coyotes fans have been wondering Indeed about for a long there. time. Yeah. yeah, there is a lot of good information that came out of that interview. A lot. Well, well, if you want to read that Q&A, you can do so only if you're a member at gophnx.com. Sign up for a membership today. Sign up for the annual membership. Get a shirt when you do. If you want to just do month to month, you can try the first month just 50 cents. So 
you know, no major strings attached, but join the family. There's so many benefits to becoming a member. You can join the members only discord, get members deals on merchandise weekly. So join the family, become a member at gophnx.com. And also coming out tomorrow is something um, we're really excited about. We um, recorded a podcast with Dave King and Barry Smith, two former Coyotes coaches who also coached in the KHL and have a lot of insight into how hockey works in the KHL, what it's like to live in Russia, what it's like to be North American in Russia, and more. And we talked to both of them in depth about the impact of the conflict in Ukraine and on Russian hockey and the KHL. So that comes out tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts, PHNX Coyotes. Um, so be sure to give that one a listen. It's really, really, really interesting. I got nothing to add to speechless. Okay. That was comprehensive. Leah covered it all there. No, it was really good. It? I'm not really used anyway. to you, neither of you having nothing to say. I so speechless. It was it, it was a <laughs> it was a different podcast for us. I mean, it was it's 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 something people should listen to. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought they um, provided tons of insight in that one. Yeah, that was great. So much, yeah. Craig, any final notes before we let you go? No, I'm going to drive home. Just want to give a shout out to retiring ASU women's basketball coach, Charlie Turner Thorne, literally one of my favorite coaches that I've ever covered in this business in. Yeah. We won't say how long I've been doing this, but Charlie is she Charlie did coach just for amazing. 25 years. So could yeah. be somewhere in that range. Yeah, I was probably in media when she arrived in Arizona. So <laughs> say that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think we're going to get her on the show, to be honest. I think we're going to get her on the ASU show. I, I actually had the chance to, to just trade text with Charlie just to wish her well and and beg her to come onto the show. And I think that's going to happen. So I'd be really excited to talk to Charlie. She, she's amazing. She ASU is losing a giant, and we'll talk a lot about that hopefully on the show soon. Cool. Well, thanks, Craig. Drive home safe. Only 12 more late-night drives for to go. That's right, baby. All well, right. <laughs> All right. All right. See you, Craig. We'll talk to you later. See you guys. See you, Craig. Drive safe. All right. Um, and also, the PHNX Sun Devils crew did do a show when Charlie Turner Thorne announced her retirement. So if you missed that, you can head over to the YouTube channel, PHNX Sports, or PHNX Sun Devils, wherever you get your podcast, because um, they talked about that. Was that an emerge pod It was an emergency pod. That I was not on. But Sean, <laughs> Sean was not. I but was driving here when it broke. He was there in spirit. But I will uh, be on we, tomorrow when we have Marion Jackson. Yeah, Marion Jackson is going to be a live guest on the PHNX Sun Devil show tomorrow. So that's a big get. I've I've already pumped the tires of that show enough. I know. But if you haven't watched it, watch the damn show. Like, <laughs> it's, I'm honestly, I don't didn't go to ASU. My kid didn't go to ASU, but I watched the show. Love the original photos of Craig interviewing her from the back of a triceratops. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. Well, I want to make sure we get to Sammy do super chat. Sammy, I promise I didn't forget about you. Hey Sean, I've asked Leah, Craig, and Petey this, but do you think Mike Smith is an angry man, baby? <laughs> See, I don't know Mike Smith personally, so I don't know how to answer that question. That's um, fair. Should I think he's a man baby? No, not no. necessarily. Petey, do you have an opinion on him being a man baby? Should I? I have an opinion on Mike Smith being a man baby. Yes, we look at his numbers. I mean, yeah, he's 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 an angry guy right now. I'm sure he is. Let's put it that way. He's All not right. helping his team win, and I'm sure he's extremely frustrated with that. Did he, he play tonight? I don't know, but he helped this team win in 2012. I know that, and he went undefeated in February and got this team over the hump and single handedly beat the Chicago Blackhawks. So thank you, Mike Smith. 
for 2012. Very true. He did not play tonight, but uh, Edmonton did lose. So tonight, but um, all right. Is is that all? Is that all we got? I don't. I don't know. Do we have? Can, we have. <laughs> but no, I'm talking about commercials. We always do these reads. When does we have a new read coming soon again? Um. Yeah. So we'll just tease this. I don't know if we're talking about it yet. No, I know. But when is it coming? We won't say what it is. But when is it? I think soon? sometime this month. If Let's you have been here minute. since the beginning of PHNX Coyotes, you know exactly the read we're talking about, and that's all I'll say. And that I am excited for that read. I that have no idea help. what's going on. Oh, I'll tell you after. Okay. It's really exciting. I'm very excited about the reads we're going to have soon again. Yeah. So, it's, okay. It's really exciting. So, <sighs> all right. Well, Another any final win, thoughts? A 2-1 win against the Avalanche. I know, not great for the tank, but great for morale. <laughs> Yeah, and there's 28 the... games left, and, and we're within a point yeah. of the Montreal Canadiens. Like, this is going to be a three-team race to the end. You can win some games, and there's games like this that you really want to win and show, okay, we can still play with people. Um, this doesn't mean they can't lose the next one or they could go on a streak or, like Montreal's doing, winning six in a row. Like, it's okay to win some games. So, yeah, good on them. It was fun to watch. I, I think we saw some, again, good individual performances. I'm excited to see where Matthias Michelli's career goes from here. The goaltending was solid. And another good game for Keller and Schmaltz. Yeah, well, let's pull up the upcoming schedule. Like you just said, um, we got Ottawa Saturday at 2. And then we love this, an East Coast road trip with 5 and 5.30 games. Let's go. And <laughs> we need that Detroit win for a Connect Four on the punch card, which we'll Is look that the at one? in a sec. Yeah. Can, so, can we do that? Like a, let's as a pull up the punch card. We filled out a full row tonight on the punch card. Look at that. Look at it. Where's the Connect Four? Oh, game 56. It's game 56. So that's the Detroit game. Oh, boy. that's a, And then we got to do 60 and, and 68 so we can get the diagonal. Yeah, we got to get some more Connect Fours, but but the, the, we need to social that out, the game 56 to Connect a Four. We need this graphic because that is actually a winnable game in Detroit. Um, I, I think it's going to be one of those games that the goaltender is going to win the game, and I think the Coyotes have the better goaltender in that one. So we'll see. Yeah, that'll be an exciting one. Looking forward to this road trip. The Coyotes have been at home for a very, very, very long time. So it'll be interesting to see how they then turn around and do on the road. Some tough matchups there against the top teams like Toronto and Boston. So should be interesting, but I'm excited for it. 28 to go. 28 to go. We're almost there. And the Coyotes aren't quite at the very bottom, but they're close. And close. we'll hold on for the lottery. Sean, thanks for uh, being on camera today. Thank you for having me. I like it on this side more. Please don't make me go back. (laughs) And (laughs) special shout out to Emma, the intern, who's really behind the Mac tonight, doing a a wonderful job. Thanks, Emma. Shout out, Emma. And like I said, you can catch our um, podcast about the KHL tomorrow morning. It comes out wherever you get your podcast, PHNX Coyotes. Please like, subscribe, and review. Super, super helpful. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Um, we're, you know, pushing for 3000 for a very special occasion that I'll stop talking about because Petey's getting annoyed with it. Um, but, <laughs> and then of course we'll be live again on Saturday after the Ottawa senators game the last game of the homestand for a while. Um, so tune into that one as well. PHNX sports on YouTube and, uh, we will see everybody then until then 
Have a great rest of your night. Have a great Friday. And we'll see everyone Saturday.